This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. It's a huge issue, and that's why we are taking this so seriously. That's why we wanted to get as much information out to the public as possible to let them know that $11.4 million of the $11.8 million has been frozen. All right. Well, you got to feel sorry for poor uh, David Beharry. He's a uh, spokesperson for Grant McEwen University. Uh, I'm guessing most of the time his, his job isn't really that exciting. You know, you put up press releases here and there. Now all of a sudden you're fielding all kinds of questions about a hugely embarrassing story for McEwen University, formerly Grant McEwen College up in Edmonton. Through a series of fraudulent emails, the university is out $12 million. This is all through what's known as a phishing scam. Now, typically we think of it as, you know, you get a weird email, you click on a link, all of a sudden you compromised your computer, they got access to your private information. It wasn't quite like that. And it was, it was rather complex in how these fraudsters went about it. Basically, they figured out who the university was, was dealing with, posed as one of the, the contractors, one of the companies, and basically convinced the university to change some uh, electronic banking information. And then all of a sudden, the fraudsters has access to that money. $12 million. Now, the university says they're hopeful they can recoup the money. Here's our poor spokesman again saying it's going to take some time. We do have to go through the legal process to recover those funds. So it's going to take a little bit of time. And, of course, when you have legal counsel in Montreal and Hong Kong, there are additional costs that the university has no choice but to incur. So, yeah, holy cow, what a mess. What a mess. How did this happen? Uh, Jason Markusov with McLean's Magazine has been following the story. McLean's.ca. Hello, Jason. Who is this? Jason Markusov, speak of. I am a Nigerian <laughs> prince. I have an intriguing proposal oh. for you if you're willing to listen. Tell me more. Tell me well. more. <laughs> How you doing, Rob? Uh, I'm good. Uh, this, you know, I mean, we're, we're only kind of a, a few steps removed from that, and, and we. Yeah, that's why so many people are shaking their heads at this story. They they, they can't understand it. Well, you know, this. Yeah, I, I, you, you make fun of it a bit because it sounds like the Nigerian prince thing. But these are a little bit more sophisticated, and they have had high-profile um, victims before. Massive banks have felt have fell to spear phishing campaigns. Uh, there was a story um, a few years ago where somebody uh, tricked um, a high-level official at the toy maker Mattel that they were getting an email from the CEO that the Mattel CEO was writing them saying, um, "Hey, we need to transfer this money, and uh, here's their bank account number um, to our one of our Chinese uh, toy makers." And so the high-level finance official. You know, thinking it's a CEO because it has the name, it has the logo, it has the signature, emails, uh, does the transfer, and then she tells the CEO, hey, I did this transfer for you. Well, what transfer? Uh Uh-oh. $3 million 
I think that's the amount was uh, was sent to uh, the wrong bank in China for a, a deal that never was existed. So this has happened in the past. Um, I never heard of this happening at a major university um, in an accounts payable department. I mean, there are a bunch of uh, issues to unpack here. Yeah, and, and we, you know, I get a lot of these crude ones all the time where it looks as though it's, you know, it's from some bank, some bank I've never dealt with, like Chemical Bank, you need to change your banking information and you see the email address, it's at xmqz.ru and it's, right, and, and it's it's obvious what it is, but this was very sophisticated. This was more sophisticated than that. I, 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 very sophisticated? I don't know. I mean, I don't, you know, we don't have a lot of details on this. The university is uh, being rather tight-lipped about this. I mean, they've shared some stuff to their credit about how this happened, why this happened, um, but we don't know exactly how uh, this fraudster from, with a, you know, with a, with an apparently fraudulent uh, bank account out of Montreal, then um, shipping money to Hong Kong, um, but they they were able to send an email from what we've well the Edmonton Journal has confirmed is Clark Builders, which is a major construction firm based in Edmonton. Um, so somebody sent uh, an email uh, using the Clark Builders domain, or at least seeming to use the Clark Builders domain. You can spoof those still, and using uh, the Clark Building image, Builders image in their email. And they use that to trick what's apparently at least one up to three low-level uh, employees that they were talking with Clark Builders. And uh, they had a correspondence from June till early August um, to change this uh, communication. So this wasn't just one email, one person following and one person making switch. This apparently went through three hands at Grant McEwen and apparently at, uh, at rather low levels. There weren't high levels of financial controls over this, which is probably one of the serious things about this. Well, it just seems at some point along the way that picking up a phone might have might have put an end to all of this, right? That maybe this could have been avoided through one simple phone call to say, just to confirm these emails we've been getting from you, do we really need to make these changes? And it sounds like the first phone call came a bit too late. Uh, the, the, yeah. There were three transfers, uh, $1.9 million one day, 22000 the next day, then $9.9 million on August 19th, the Saturday. The following Wednesday, August 23rd, somebody from Clark Builder's phones and says, uh, where's our money? Where's that $9.9 million uh, payment we gave you? And McEwen says, we sent it to you. No, you didn't. We, but you changed your account. No, we didn't. That's not a that, that that's going to be a crude, um, suppose you know, yeah. um, um, uh, assuming paraphrase. But uh, it basically happened that way. And it, you're right, absolutely. There should be phone calls. Uh, it's clear that uh, McEwen University is red faced about this, and now they're going to have to go through civil legal efforts uh, to, to to pursue this money to try to reclaim 11.4 million dollars that's frozen of the 11.8 million um, 400,000 might be gone then plus they're gonna be legal fees that they're gonna be on the hook for if they get it all back which there's a decent chance they'll get it all back if it's frozen in the accounts wow. in Montreal and Hong Kong there's something you link to in, in your piece at mclean's.ca and in a warning that the McEwen was sending out earlier this year and it said, again, let me just read it. It, it. it points out, this is from May. It says, scammers use many different tactics, including sending email and creating websites that resemble well-known trusted institutions. Their goal is to trick you into providing information they can use to infiltrate university systems or to steal your personal financial information and commit identity theft. I guess it underscores the point, but it, uh, it just it compounds the embarrassment for the university, doesn't it? 
corporations are, uh, are 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 instructed are know that this is a big problem, and it's a bigger problem in at the corporate level than it is at the consumer level. Um, at the corporate level, I think it's six times more likely that a corporate inbox gets a phishing scam attempt than a than a, a direct one. But there are, I mean, you know, there are certainly useful things. Uh, this is a very cautionary tale for users as well. Um, as a Facebook user myself, I've I've gotten one or two uh, direct messages uh, seeming to come from friends who've been hacked, yeah. saying, "Jason, I'm in London and I got beat up. I need some money. I'm hoping you can help me." And then when you you know start asking a couple more questions to this person, it immediately falls apart. Their their hack story. So some people will go to some high lengths to try to scam you out of uh, money or sending you money or giving you their bank account information. Um, McEwen is, is right with their uh, their anti-scam campaign, um, but they were very wrong in how they, uh, they they handled and were led themselves to be duped by uh, by this one. Well, and, and you mentioned that. It's funny because someone texted the same thing that said, well, maybe this construction company was hacked, that that would be a, a way to send convincing emails if you were able to basically appear as though you're emailing from within the company. Any indication that maybe they were compromised? It it, it, it might be. That's not, I, you know, that that circumstance isn't clear to me. Um, what we do know from uh, from what's been communicated so far is that there were 14 builders that uh, were being impersonated uh, by scammers. I don't know if they all tried to get a hold of uh, McEwen, but, you know, this was what will happen. Um, Spearfishers or fishers will send out many lures. Mm -hmm. Um, Look at what happened in the Democratic uh, National Committee or, the yeah, the former um, Hillary Clinton campaign chairman, uh, John Podesta. He fell for one of these very basic ones saying, you know, came from Google and saying you have to change your password, you've been compromised. And uh, a funny story about that one, he actually sent that to an IT director and the IT director wrote back, no, this looks legitimate. He meant this, guy, this IT director meant to say illegitimate, but he forgot the, the I and the L to start the word, and thus began one of the biggest scandals that uh, you know that befell the uh, the Clinton campaign last year because somebody fell for a phishing uh, scam that you know was spoofed to look like it was a legit thing. Right, and it happens, and we've been through it here too, and in our company where you know things have been clicked on, computers get infected, and when you've got big organizations and corporations, all these computers, it's all part of the same system. So if you can get a backdoor through one person who clicks on something, then you got a big problem. This wasn't a backdoor the thing. This was a front door. Yeah. This was there was that case you might remember of the University of Calgary. Somebody clicked on the wrong thing and ransomware infected the computer, and certain files or systems were locked until they paid a ransom. That ransom was twenty thousand dollars. That's right. <laughs> Bob guess compared to what we're talking about in this case, um, the accounts payable department. That this happened. The accounts payable department. The people that are responsible um, as financial guardians and uh, you know who who are supposed to cut the biggest checks in the university. I mean nine point nine billion million dollars on one day you know they should be better trained and they should they should be able to be have much better systems for this McEwen says now that they're putting in uh, secondary and tertiary or third uh, level authorization for any such banking changes in the future but that of course should have been in place already no kidding well I mean they may get most of it back but that's going to take some time how optimistic are they 
they they seem optimistic. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to say I know the legal vagaries of uh, uh, of reclaiming um, you know defrauded money from frozen accounts. Um, there, you know, so a bunch of them, all the money went to a TD account in Montreal, which uh, Bailiff has frozen. Then from there, uh, more money went to uh, Hong Kong accounts, and there is civil action being taken to freeze those. Um, and they also have to get involved with lawyers in those two continents, as well as London. I mean, this is going to be a, a multi-continent operation to get this money back. It's going to take time. Will it bankrupt the university? No. This is, uh, you know, this is this is a few percentage points of their annual uh, spending. It's still a lot. I mean, eleven point eight million dollars is is huge. But no, it's going to be an ordeal to get the money back. Oh yeah, no kidding. Well, much more to McLean's.ca. Jason, thanks for making some time for us here. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Jason Marcus Sobrates from McLean's Magazine. Yeah, um, it's just, it's just bonkers. Now, I don't know. Someone else had texted, right, to suggest, look, there's more to it, right? These other companies must have been compromised. They must have been hacked. You know, it's possible, but at least what we're hearing so far, it sounds more like it was basically, okay, this is a company the university does business with. We're going to cut and paste their logo. We're going to make our emails look as though they're coming from them. So that, that seems to be all it was at this point, but maybe there is more. It's unclear at this point. 403-974-8255. Do heads need to rule here? I mean, these were low-level people, too. I mean, it's just shocking that that much money uh, can be at risk because some people way down the food chain are, are being duped by these emails. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.